Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak your word to us, and that we would hear your word, and it would bear fruit in our lives all to your honor and glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated, and elementary age children that would like to participate, you can head out the back to your special program. Not too long ago, earlier this year, I was sitting outside on a beautiful sunny day, drinking some coffee, waiting for some of you to arrive for some time together. And I always keep a Bible in my car, and so I brought it with me to read, knowing that I was early and had a little time to wait. And so I opened up the Bible to read one of my favorite passages that happened to be the reading for the day in my reading plan. Revelation 7, 9 through 17, which was read today. And this is one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. The imagery of it captures me. Things like the saints' robes being cleaned in the blood of the Lamb. The Lamb then becoming the shepherd. God and the Lamb being discussed as distinct, and then suddenly the Lamb is on the throne as God himself. The multitude so large that no one could count it from every language and nation gathering around the throne of God in worship. And I remember that the people that I was visiting with arrived just as I finished reading, and they asked me what I had been reading, and I fumbled somewhat awkwardly just trying to express it because I was so caught up in God in that moment, so caught up in thanksgiving for his goodness to me and the beauty of his church that I just couldn't talk well. But this passage is so beautiful and so special that it moves me every time I read it. And so following something that Drew recommended a couple weeks ago about Psalm 96, really getting to know it so it comes out of us naturally in praise. So I'm following his suggestion and trying to memorize Psalm 96, but I'm also memorizing Revelation 7 so that it too can just be part of my worship and just bubble out of me each day in praise to God. So today we're going to look at this incredible passage in Revelation 7, recognizing that this group around the throne, this is us. This is us as the church, as the saints of God. This is who we are, and indeed it's where we're headed. So what we see of this multitude around the throne of heaven is also about us, the church. And I think that when we grasp this with our heart, it will just release us in rapturous joy in our Heavenly Father. So I'm going to give you four things that we see about the church here. And because I know that some of you just loved the fact that there were fill-ins last, last week, I gave you some more. So it's on page 9 in your bulletin if you'd like to follow along. Four things that we see here. And the first, the church, the saints of God, is rescued. The church is rescued. Verse 10 in our reading says, The multitude cries out, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Or just a slight paraphrase of that that gets at the meaning of this declaration could be, To God and to the Lamb we owe our salvation. The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, has rescued us. 
And in verse 14, we get this intriguing image of being cleaned through the blood of the Lamb. And the multitude around the throne of God declares with awe and wonder that God has rescued us. Rescued us from the power of evil. Rescued us from what they call the great tribulation. God has rescued his saints through the blood of the Lamb and through the death of Jesus. And we see that this rescue comes personally from God. This is not some sort of general or vague freedom as they declare to our God and to the Lamb we owe our salvation. The church around the throne of God knows who is responsible and they gather together to bring praise to the one who has rescued them. The church gathers together to stand in freedom in the presence of God. The church gathers together to experience the glory of God in worship. See, we, the church, the saints of God, are rescued by God through the death and resurrection of Jesus, through the blood of the Lamb. So that's the first part. The church, the saints of God, is rescued. Second, the church, the saints of God, is gathered. We're gathered. Verse 14 in our reading says, the church, the saints of God, have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They have been rescued by God through the cross and through the blood of Jesus. And then we come to verse 15 that says, therefore, because we have been rescued, therefore, they are before the throne of God. Because of our rescue, because of God's great work for us in Jesus, we are gathered into God's presence. And we're gathered in a few senses. We're gathered in verse 9, gathered from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. So you can just look around at our room and see these flags representing millions and millions of Christians from around the world. Just in this congregation, we have represented the United States, Nigeria, Kenya, Jamaica, Cuba, Albania, Egypt, China, Ethiopia, and that's just some of the countries represented in this congregation. This multitude of God's people is gathered from all nations, no longer divided between racial groups, between Jews and Gentiles, but God's rescue is for all, and his saints are gathered in from all nations. So we're gathered in that sense, but we're also gathered in the sense of being assembled together, gathered together for worship. In both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the words that describe the people of God, words like church and congregation and assembly, specifically meant the gathered ones. That's what it was getting at. It means the church is the gathered people of God. Gathering together is fundamental to who the church is is. There's no place in biblical Christianity for the idea of being a Christian but not participating in the church, because the church is gathered for worship. This is why many churches had this existential crisis in the midst of a pandemic when churches were temporarily unable to meet in person while we had to figure everything out, because the church is the gathered people of God. 
And so we're incredibly thankful for the technology to provide interesting opportunities for us to continue to gather in unusual ways, but nothing replaces the fundamental call on the saints of God to gather together in, before His throne in worship. That's who we are. We are the people in Revelation. We are this great multitude that no one could number from every nation and all tribes and peoples and languages falling on our faces before the throne of God. That's who we are, and indeed it's where we're heading, gathered around the throne of God. So, if Sunday morning is not perfect, so what? If you have to wear a mask... So what? If you have to sit farther away from people than you would like, so what? Because God's people long to be gathered together before the throne in praise and worship to bring honor and glory and thanksgiving to God alone who is worthy. And anything less than that is not fitting for his saints nor worthy of our king. The church, the saints of God is rescued and we are gathered. Third, the church, the saints of God, is secured. We are secured in him. Verse 15 says, He who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Or perhaps more literally, he will spread his tent over them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. And verse 17 says, For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. The lamb will shepherd them. The Lamb on the throne, Jesus Christ, will surround them with His presence. The Lamb will provide for them and protect them. And because God does this, we can rest secured. Now, the people who first read the book of Revelation knew personally persecution that led to things like hunger and being in great need. But the church around the throne that we see here in Revelation 7, the church around the throne is provided for and protected so that no enemy could possibly reach us. The saints of God were rescued and were gathered together in worship and they learned then to live in the security that we have in Jesus. And so we can know that he's got you. That it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because the lamb on the throne is our shepherd. So whether it's COVID or cancer, whether it's unrest or injustice, or election week, or layoffs, or divorce, this is us in this passage in Revelation, safe and secure in the presence of God because God shelters us with his presence and the Lamb, Jesus Christ, guides us and protects us as our shepherd. The church, the saints of God, is secured in his presence. And fourth, the church, the saints of God, is loved. We are deeply loved by God. Verse 17 says, For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now I'll tell you, I love you guys. I love you very much. And I regularly sit with you in hard times and in times of pain 
and loss. And when you cry, I will grab a tissue and I will sit with you in that place. But you know what I don't typically do? I don't typically get in your face and reach over and wipe the, the tears out of your eyes. But you know who I do that for? My kids. I will run over and pick them up and let them get snot all over my shirt and I will look them in the eyes and I will wipe the tears away with my hands. That's the image of what God is doing here. God is leaving the throne to come in intimacy and love to his people to personally wipe away every tear from every eye. And then in his presence, there are no more tears needed because we are rescued and gathered and secured and loved. That, friends, is what we are called to draw to mind whenever we hear the word God. Not some cosmic killjoy or heavenly bully or any such nonsense, but the one who has rescued us and gathers us into his glorious presence and keeps us safe and secure. The one who steps down off of the throne in love for us to personally wipe away our tears. This is the God who has revealed himself in the Bible and in Jesus. And as his people, as his saints, we know that we are loved by God. So friends, may this be written on our hearts and on our minds. What God has done for us in rescuing us, in gathering us together, in, in placing us in security and showing his love for us. And may all of that together be what we draw to mind whenever we hear that beautiful word, church. Not just a building, not just an hour together each week, but this magnificent and glorious picture of the multitude from every nation rescued from sin and evil, gathered into the very presence of God, secured in his hand and loved intimately and personally. So may we be a people who truly know and experience the cry of this passage, to God and to the Lamb we owe our salvation. And may we be a people who continually and faithfully gather to worship our God who is throned on high. As our reading said, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen.